date nighters, our extended Hello, family in Christ. Everyone. Well, before we jump in, let me read a couple of reviews. This one's from Handle Look to You, and it says, Thank you. I began listening to a few episodes and was really intrigued to hear how open and honest the woods are, even in sharing how things were in the marriage at the beginning. Really love how they consider one another as well as the appropriate language for the audience. Keep doing what you're doing, and congratulations on season two. Oh, thank you. Yes, and another from Shaylee Bobailey. That is so adorable. Who writes, So impactful. I am so grateful that I found Date Night with the Woods. You guys are such a dynamic duo and a joy to listen to. I love how you duo. I like that. <laughs> so sweet. I love how you both deliver God's words so clearly. I feel like we say this all the time, but those notes actually mean a ton mm-hmm. because we're hearing from you. You know, it feels a lot of times like we're talk, 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 but we don't really get to hear from you. So thank you for taking time to send those. It really is a beneficial and an encouragement to Amen. us. Amen. Hearing how the pod has made a difference in your walk with the Lord means everything. Okay, well, I have been looking forward to this one all summer because we've been doing the Summer in the Sermons series to give us time to build season two. Launching in just two weeks. two weeks, right. So we've done some good ones. John Piper, John MacArthur, Susan Heck, but this one's from a man who's been more instrumental virtually than anyone in my life, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to preaching and love for God's word and total reliance on God's word doing the work, Dr. Stephen J. Lawson. And I really mean that, even the fact that he's willing to take my whiny phone calls sometimes (laughs) and then come preach here at the church. He really has been a benefit, an advocate, and a cheerleader. Mm, He really has. And I'll tell you my favorite line was when I call him and he says, how can I dig you out this time? (laughs) What can I fix for you? That is great. What do you say back? My life. <laughs> oh my goodness. So everyone, put your seatbelts on, your tray tables up. This is going to be a good one. Are you ready, my love? Yes. Let's roll. How dare you say that to me? What did I say? I don't know, but how dare you? Well, I'm going to go ahead and set this up for anyone who has been to Grace Community Church where John MacArthur pastors. You know what the sanctuary looks like, but for everyone else, it's kind of an iconic 70s style sanctuary, Um, kind of the big sacred red pews and a looming cross over the choir loft. Uh, and then that famous MacArthur wood paneled pulpit. Well, this clip is from a 2009 Shepherds Conference, uh, which is basically 3,000 pastors all crammed into the room. And you'll sense that in the atmosphere, as this is really the zenith of the ShepCon era, kind of the glory years, as men traveled from all around the world. I remember some of them even stayed in tents in church members' yards just to be in the room and to be a part of all this. That is so awesome. Yeah, and Steve Lawson had been to ShepCon since its early years, had a few tough years at a ministry down in the Southeast, And John MacArthur met with him for encouragement, then thrust him forward to take the pulpit at ShepCon. And in these moments we're about to hear, he captivates hearts. He stirs affections. He calls out the false and phony teaching of one Joel Osteen and really inspires a new generation of preachers to stand for the truth. Uh, And no doubt it will go down as one of the most memorable moments in Reformed preaching history. I can't wait. So here it is, just four minutes of Dr. Stephen Lawson at ShepCon 2009. Quote, Larry King, because we've had ministers on our program who said, you either believe in Christ or you don't. If you believe in Christ, you're going to heaven. And if you don't, no matter what you've done in your life, you ain't. I wonder what minister would ever say that on the Larry King (laughs) program. It wasn't Deepak, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Listen to the response of one of the 
biggest, grandest Christian so-called leaders in America. Yeah, I don't know. I still think he'd make a great weatherman someday, but... His wife's really a better preacher, but anyway. So here it goes. Can we get some air conditioning in here? To Larry King, yeah, I, I don't know. There's probably a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think that if you know Christ, if you're a believer in God, that you're going to have some good works. I think it's a cop-out to say, I'm a Christian, but I don't ever do anything. Well, that, even, that doesn't even answer the question. King, what if you're Jewish, as he is? What if you're a Muslim? and you don't accept Christ at all, question mark, the answer, you know, <laughs> I'm very careful about saying who would and who wouldn't go to heaven. I don't know. <laughs> King, if you believe you have to believe in Christ, they're wrong, aren't they? Referring to the Jews, referring to the Muslims. The answer. I'm just reading this, okay? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I believe they're wrong. I spent a lot of time in India with my father. I don't know about all their religion, but I know they love God. No, they don't. They hate God. I don't know. I've seen their sincerity so on worldwide television, so I don't know. Give us some men who know the truth. And who will declare the truth. And who will stand with Athanasius and Polycarp and Calvin and Luther and Whitfield and Edwards. And who will declare from the housetops that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So good. Yeah, I'm guessing we have a few listeners who had not heard that or may not have heard confrontational preaching like that. And so let's explain, just so there's balance here. One part of a minister's calling is protecting people from false teachers. And we see this, for example, when Paul tells Titus, quote, hold firmly to the trustworthy message 
encourage others by sound doctrine, and refute those who oppose it. Um, or again in the little epistle of Jude, where he mentions contending for the faith. And many times in the epistles, Paul will name names of men who've harmed the church with their errant instruction. And the balance here is that we need to discern if a preacher, in quote, is messing with the core or central tenets of Christian belief. And if so, confront it. Versus someone who may simply be off on tertiary or minor matters. What Dr. Lawson is doing here in this clip is holding up the true gospel as clarified by John MacArthur on the Larry King show versus Joel Osteen, who sat on the same show and refused to answer gospel basics. So Dr. Lawson is fine doing that because he's pointing out that Joel Osteen is refusing to stand up for the central truths of Christian faith. Exactly. And that's a signature of false teachers, avoiding the saving gospel or twisting the saving gospel to tickle ears, to maintain followers, and avoid controversy because their income generation and popularity are more important to them than the truth of God's word and the glories of Christ. Clouds without water. Yes. Trees without fruit, wandering stars. May I ask about Joel Osteen? Can you clarify why he's so dangerous? Well, there are a ton of issues with Joel's ministry. I mean, the primary issue is the prosperity stuff and his promises of material blessing, which are just taking promises from Old Testament Israel and applying them to new covenant believers. And really it ends up being a bunch of name it, claim it maxims. And if you watch his shows, you'll see that, you know, we conceive it on the inside, then we'll receive it on the, or we receive it on the, on the inside, then we'll receive it on the outside, or your worst keeps you from God's best. And all that is, is motivational life coach, Tony Robbins stuff. There's no sin. There's no repentance. There's no preserving in faith, no persevering in the faith, no Lordship of Christ. And that's just not the gospel. It's not scripture nor Christian history. It's just not real life. Because we're not promised keeping from trials, but that the Lord is with us through them. Amen. So what was your big takeaway on that clip, my love? I've got two big ones. First is that we need to be careful of the so-called Christian leaders we listen to. And I know you and Costi wrote about this in Defining Deception, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just so easy with all the books and albums, websites, and social media accounts to assume everything is truly Christian when much of it could be the enemy clothing himself as an angel of light to deceive. Another thought is sadness, thinking how many people around the world are victims to teachers like Joel Osteen. And I can only imagine how those promises of a healthy and wealthy life Mm -hmm. flood through third world nations and television programs. It really is sad. What about you, my love? I wish more preachers had guts like that to Mm -hmm. use names, to call out air. And I'm amazed how confused and feminized evangelical churches are regarding just what preaching is. Uh, And that doesn't mean we need more fundamental Baptists yelling at everybody, you know, all week, but we've swung the pendulum way too far over into Sensitivityville, and there's no clarity for the sheep, like you pointed out, about what's God, what's the enemy, what's truth, what's distraction, and the sheep are lost. How does a preacher find that balance so a church isn't always polemic or always passive? Mm. The simple answer is just preach verse by verse Mm. (laughs) and just work your way through the Bible where God has laid out the warnings, the counsel, the encouragement on all these things, and then just be willing to boldly apply these truths to the modern era. That's all preaching is. Logic on fire, to quote MLJ, the text of God through the personality of the preacher to the issues of his age. So it's mastery of the word with an eye on the newsfeed, helping people hear God's voice to the area which they live. That's why it's called prophecy in scripture or foretelling. It's not our words. It's his words. Amen. First Thessalonians right there. Come on, five. (laughs) Which is why we need more Steve Lawson's and J-Max and Paul Washer's and Vodis who that's actually we'll hear from next week. One last question. What if a family listening isn't in a church with good expository preaching? Find it. Drive further. Amen. Move your home and find it. There's a famine in the land and you got to go where there's food for your family, your soul, and your future. Amen. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for men like Steve Lawson and the many others who preach your word faithfully week in and week out so that our souls can be fed, our families led, and our futures secure. 
We ask you to raise up a new generation to model purity, preach boldly, and protect valiantly. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Well, we love you, Date Night fam. Only two weeks until season two. Please leave us a review or send a message. And most of all, until next time, keep living for the gospel and fighting for the family. Give me a man. Who knows the truth.